come to a place of knowing you, Lord, of seeing you, God, of enjoying you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, where our appetite for desire for you, God, has dwindled or has died, I pray, God, that you would come and reignite the passion in our hearts to see you, God, and to enjoy you, to love you, God. I pray, Lord, that we, we have forsaken our first love, Lord, that you would reposition our hearts, that you would be central in our lives, Lord. You would be the one that we desire. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, what I wanted to share with us this morning is, uh, and I've entitled the sermon, Not Just Reading, But Seeing. And I'm not going to go through all of that. Uh, fancy titles of sermons mean absolutely nothing. Um, but I want to share with us, how do we read the Bible in such a way that we encounter the Lord? And I'm just going to read a, a, a portion of Scripture for us. And, and I want us to just listen to what the Lord wants to say to us through this Scripture. And it's, it's really amazing that uh, as I was preparing yesterday, I had a sermon in mind. And then the Lord threw a curveball and I changed it completely to something else. And when we got to church this morning, the, the, the portion of Scripture that, uh, that you unfelt for prayer meeting is exactly the same Scripture that I am going to read from this morning. So I believe that the Lord wants to speak through, uh, to us through the Scripture this morning. So I'm not going to say much. I'm just going to read the Scripture. And then I'm going to highlight a couple of things that stand out from the Scripture that actually show us the person of Jesus. Um, and to show us that when we come to the Word... That we don't just read for information. I think maybe some of us have fallen into the pattern where we, when we do our quiet time, we are reading the Bible to gather information. I've been there. Right? I gather information so that the next time someone asks me something about the Word, I can sound eloquent. I can sound intelligent. Right? And Siri agrees. <laughs> Um, and I believe that God has more for us when it comes to His Word. It's not just a task that we do to tick off from the list and say, I've read my Bible today. You know, in Sunday school you hear that song, Read your Bible, pray every day, and you will grow, grow, grow. Right? And so we fall into that pattern where we just read our Bible and we pray every day and then we tick off the list and achatos. And I believe that God wants us to not only read His Word, but he wants us to encounter the author who has written the word. Amen? And so I'm going to read this portion of scripture. And I want to encourage us, let's posture our hearts to see Jesus as I read this word. Uh, look for him in the text. And it's Colossians chapter 1. I'm going to read the whole chapter for us. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and, pre and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, 
just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything He might be preeminent. For in Him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of His cross. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of, our, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh, I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Amen. So how can we ensure that when we read portions of scripture like this, that it's not just a task that we do, but that we are actually encountering the person of Jesus? And I want to share with us something from my personal journey in how I try to have my quiet times in the morning. And uh, I'm hoping that this is not just, in a sense, a sermon, but it's more an equipping of how I believe God wants us to see Him from the Word and not just read it as information. So the first thing that I want to encourage us to do when we look through the Scripture is to look for areas where I can praise God. What are some of the things in the text that I can praise him about? And so I've made a list of some of the things that we find in this text of scripture that we can praise God about. 
And the first thing is that we can give Him thanks for faith and love which the Father has granted us in Christ. That's why I said this morning, there's actually nothing that we uh, cannot be thankful for. All of us have a reason to be thankful for something. And the first thing and the main thing is that we can have faith in God, that we can know Him. And that He loves us and that He has granted us Jesus and that we can see Him and know Him. The second thing is that we can thank Him for deliverance from darkness into light. That we are no longer slaves of darkness, that no longer is Satan our father. The Bible says that we are either a child of God or we are children of the devil. I'll leave that with us. <laughs> There's no in-between. You either belong to God or you belong to the devil. Number three, Christ is the image of God. He is the exact representation of the Father to us. When you look at Jesus, you see the Father. Jesus is not a New Testament version of the Old Testament Father. He is the exact imprint, the exact image of, of, of the Father for us. He reveals the Father to us. Number four, He is the firstborn of all creation. He's the firstborn of all creation. If you want to call it, you can say he's the prototype. <laughs> he is the new man. The one whom we are made in the image of. All things are created through Christ and for Christ. That's a point that we can praise God for. Everything belongs to you, Jesus. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Everything was made for you and through you. Everything belongs to him. Jesus. Number six, he is the faithful head of the church. He is the one we hold on to. He is the one we look to. Without him, we are a social gathering. But because he is in our midst, uh, we experience something of eternity here on earth. He is the firstborn from the dead. And so that everyone who puts their faith in him will never perish but will live, will be raised to life. He is the preeminent one. He is the unique one. There is no one like him. There is no one like him. There is no one like him in the history of mankind. There will never be anyone like the person of Jesus. He is the fullness of God. Through Him we are reconciled to the Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that we can come before the Father. He is the way, the truth, and the life. His blood is our peace offering towards God. We enter His courts because of the sacrifice of Jesus. The blood that He has spilt on our behalf makes us right before the Father. And His aim is to present us holy and blameless and above reproach, without error, and I think maybe for some of us, we can't imagine a day where we are holy without imperfection, above reproach, without error, holy and blameless before Him. This is His aim. We praise You, Jesus, that You are the one that is making us holy, 
That you are the one that is refining us, that is changing us, that will, you are the one that will present us to the Father. And Christ in us is the hope of glory. These are some of the things that we can praise God for from the scripture. And then the second thing that I want to do is I want to petition God on certain things from the scripture. And here are some of the things that we can petition God uh, from the scripture. It's number one, that we would share the gospel and that it would bear fruit. That we would go out, that we would share the message of Christ the Redeemer, the one who saves us. And that we would see people get saved. I know this past couple of weeks we've, we've, we've been talking about evangelism. But from the scripture, this is God's will. Is that we would go and share the gospel and that it would bear fruit in those who hear it. That we would see salvations and we praise God that as we heard this morning from some of the TMT testimonies of people that have gotten saved. Thank you Lord for that. Number two, we pray that we would be filled with the knowledge of His will. We actually prayed that this morning in the prayer meeting. But that we would know the will of God for our lives. That we would act according to the will of God for our lives. Number three, that we would receive spiritual wisdom and understanding. And this morning was so beautiful as we prayed into these three, three areas in the prayer meeting. Is we need humility in order to have wisdom from the Lord. As long as we believe our wisdom is greater than what the Lord wants to say into our lives, then we will never actually walk in His will. We will just walk in our will and our understanding of what we think to be wise. And I want to say that in order for us to get the wisdom of the Lord in our lives, we need to be humble before Him. We pray that we would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding is for the sake of walking in a manner worthy. Like I said, it's not for us to have all the information of what we should do as Christians. But it's for us to act on what we know. Is that we would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Number five, that we would bear fruit to His glory. Number six, that we would increase in the knowledge of God, that we would know Him and that He would know us. I pray, God, that for us as a body, that we would know You and that You would know us intimately. That we would increase in Your knowledge, God. Increase in knowing You, Lord. That we would be strengthened with His might. Number seven, that we would walk from a place of weakness knowing that He is strong. Without Him, we can do nothing. And so I pray, God, that you would strengthen us with your might. That we would be boast, we would boast in our weakness, knowing that you are strong in us. Number eight, that we would receive endurance in faith, steadfastness, hope in the gospel, and joyous patience. We need endurance to run this race. We need endurance to run this race we must ask the lord for endurance steadfastness stability hope in the gospel and joyous patience and i want to just pause here and say that 
I want to encourage us that we would daily think about the gospel. If the only time that you are dwelling and thinking about the gospel is on a Sunday when someone throws out the altar call, then I, I want to say that you are missing out on the inheritance that the Lord has for us in the gospel. Is that as we hear the gospel continuously, there's a hope that is stirred up in us. So preach the gospel to yourself daily. Make a practice of it. Write it down on the mirror in the bathroom. When you brush your teeth, you read the gospel to yourself. When you are in the car, you play the gospel. Make a recording on your phone and listen to it throughout the day. Let us dwell on the gospel. Number nine, pray that we would be faithful in proclaiming, warning, and teaching the truth of God's word. That we would pray for boldness to share what God is speaking to us through his word. And number 10, that we would be mature in Christ. That we would grow in, into the, his image more and more. And I want to say that growing into maturity in Christ is a collective thing. When the Bible speaks about maturing in Christ, He's not just speaking to us as individuals. He's speaking to us as a body. That means that our maturing is together. It's not in isolation. It's that as we are together as God's people that we are seeing more of Him and that we become mature in Him. And I believe in that we would be empowered with His energy and power working mightily in us. That we would work from a place of knowing that God is in us. And that His strength carries us. So I want to encourage us. I want to echo something that Andrew uh, said a couple of weeks ago. He's, he called us to close off voices. External voices. And encourage us to get into the word. And I want to encourage us that we would really take the heed of this call. There is gems for us to be found as we come to the Word. That we would really seek to encounter the person of Jesus when we come to the Word, when we come to the text. Turn off YouTube. <laughs> I, I can testify of this from my life. My first point of, of reference, if I wanted to know something about a certain topic from Scripture, was Mr. John Piper. <laughs> what does John Piper have to say about the following? Instead of going to the Word, to hear what God has to say. So I want to encourage us, let's turn off YouTube. Let's soak ourselves in the Word. Let's praise from the Word. Let's, let's pray the Word. Let's not have a default setting where, oh my word, uh, Derek says this about tithing. Okay, but maybe I should just go check what John MacArthur says about tithing. Just to make sure that Derek is not missing it. Or, yes, yeah, I don't know if Moses interpreted that scripture correctly. Maybe I need to go find out what Stephen Lawson has to say about this text. I believe God has placed people in our midst that we can draw from as resources to, to hear what God believes about His Word. So let's ask ourselves, is our default to run to a John Piper? <laughs> is our default to run to a John MacArthur? Or is our default to come to the person of Christ through His Word 
to really saturate and soak ourselves in the text of Scripture. Here we've gone through Colossians 1. We've highlighted a couple of things that we can draw from the Scripture. And I want to encourage you, when you open your Bible this afternoon or tomorrow morning, pause. Don't read it quickly to get it done. Who can relate? You know, you just, you got a Bible reading plan and you got the app on your phone and you know afterwards they're going to give you those five with a block and you're just going to tick it off and that gives you some sort of dopamine to just tick off that list. You say, oh, I, read my, I read my three verses for the day. Or maybe you have that box. I grew up in a home where we had that box with those small tags of scripture and you pull it out and you read your text for the day and there you go. I want to encourage us, let's take it, let's journey through the word. Let's saturate ourselves in the word. There's so much gems in, in the word if we give it time. But we want to rush through the word. We want to get it done. And so I want to encourage us, I'm not going to go further, I just want to encourage us, let's read the Bible to encounter the author. And the only way we do that is if we take it slow, if we allow him to speak to us as we read it. And let's aim to close off voices from the outside that might be speaking a different thing to what the word speaks. And let's give ourselves to where God has planted us. Let's give ourselves to where God has planted us. Let's give ourselves to the local church. If you are part of this body, then God has called you to bring your gifts, to bring your talents, to give your time and your treasure to this local body so that all of us together can come into the maturity of Christ. Let's not be giving our ears to people who might never know our names. Giving into ministries so that we receive gifts at the end of the month and they never know who we are or the things that we go through or the trials and tribulations that we, that we face. Let's be faithful to where God has called us. And I want to say um, that you are loved in this body. That you are accepted in this body. And that there's nothing that you do or say that will shock us in such a way that we reject you. Let's be raw and real with one another in this body. Amen? Let me pray for us and then I think we'll... Lord Jesus, I thank you that, uh, that you've given us your word as a means for us to know you. As a means for us to experience you, Lord. And Father, we want to say that uh, we, we want to repent for where we have treated your word as a novel or where we've treated your word as an autobiography, or where we've treated your word as mere information, where we can puff up our understanding or our knowledge, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you would soften our hearts uh, to a place of humility, that when we come to your word, that we would be vulnerable and open and hungry to see you and to know you, God. That we would not just read your word, but that we would see you, as we encounter you through the word, Lord. I pray, God, that, uh, that you would give us a desire to read your word. I pray, God, where there's maybe people in our midst where we've lost our desire to read your word, that you would come and rekindle that passion, Lord. 
we dive into your word, Lord. In Jesus' name. And then I also want to ask, if there's anyone here this morning that you don't know the author, 